In darkest day and blackest night, we are the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends. I am Corey, and joined with me is Christian. And today we have a very special guest. We have Viet Nguyen, local comedian and master of the customizable minions. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. We're really glad that you're here with us today because we have a lot of awesome things to discuss. And, uh, you know, I knew you were a comedian, but I love the fact that you're customizing these uh, minions and everything, especially that it's Captain America, because today we're actually going to be talking about the brand new Avengers trailer. And before we begin this podcast, you already told us that uh, you didn't want to see the trailer yet, and I figured it probably would be better if we didn't show you that, and just maybe just talk about it a little bit, maybe build up a little hype okay. behind you this brand new movie. You didn't want to be spoiled, and yes. we'll respect that. How yeah. about that? I, I just... I. I, I love the Avengers movies, and I just wanted to be able to. I want to go into the movie and not ex. And you're not just a casual anything. fan; like you actually podcast about the Avengers. Like, yes. what are some of the podcasts you're on or you're a part of? Uh, I do a podcast called uh, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, where uh-huh. we go over all the Avengers books that come out every month. So we basically read the books so you don't have to. And so we 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 tell what happens. We uh-huh. and then we just say whether we liked it or not. So, so you're like a pseudo form of piracy. Basically, <laughs> basically. But I mean, at the same time, we're we're saying we're, we're you telling guys have your opinions involved yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, because there's like 17 bajillion titles that come out every month. Mm-hmm. And then so we, we basically read them and then we go over the like the big events that come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically let you know what's worth picking up and what's not. So that's awesome. Uh, so yeah. we're, we're helping out. You know, our fellow and you guys were readers. were you guys doing this before the Avengers movies came out? So you yeah, guys were yeah. kind of precursors to that actually mm-hmm. happening. That's right. So you must have been really excited when you when you found out the Avengers yeah, movies were. Yeah, I mean, like these, as as great as these, you know, it, it only it only increases the amount of listeners. I mean, because basically, like people for people that want to keep up with what's going on right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they can just follow, they can just listen to our podcast yeah. and then. Uh, eventually like pick up everything in trade or whatever yeah so. we uh do a lot of anime reviews and okay. we, we are like up to date with a lot of like anime universes but okay. like the marvel universes they're huge mm-hmm. they, yeah. i don't even have the extra time to like even understand them besides maybe looking at a uh, character's wikipedia page once in a while that's right. like all i can do pretty much it's a pretty big investment to yeah. learn that whole universe it like is. you guys have yeah like so yeah we we just we go through all the books mm-hmm. and one by one we we say we just you know, we three ninety nine at a time. We just saved you guys. So, so do you think that uh, plays a role in some of your comedy? Do you think you have nerdy comedy, or do you keep it more general? Uh, it depends on the audience, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever, if I'm doing a convention, you know, of course, I can, I can really sort go, of ham it up. Yeah, I can make Squirrel Girl <laughs> jokes. I can make, you know, jokes about the Silver Surfer and stuff. But then, if I'm more like, I do a lot of uh, regular comedy clubs where, you know, like especially in the South, there's uh-huh. you know a bunch of rednecks that probably don't. They don't read want to hear about lots of silver anything. surfer fans down yeah. here <laughs> that don't that sometimes don't read anything if not comic books. That that, um, that, so, uh, that Zerg Rush bit doesn't yeah, really yeah. work on them. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, no. They don't want to. They don't want to hear about jokes about Batrock the Leaper. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they don't know anything about that. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I keep it general to like Spider Man, maybe a Star Wars joke, but that's about that's it. almost cultural. At a certain yeah, yeah, point. exactly. You know, that's not just nerdy. I mean, I mean, and luckily we live in a day and age where there's, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like being a nerd is kind of cool now. So, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when some of the biggest movies right now are, you know, the characters from the Avengers and their own films. Right, right. Like uh, Captain America 2. Yes. And then uh, films like the Avengers. Right. Those are like top tier movies now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They may be about superheroes, but those are top tier films. So, right. So, you know, they have all the technology and all the CG. And yeah. 
everything that makes what Star Wars Episode Seven just comes out later this year. Yeah, yeah I keep seeing happen. a countdown on Imgur. Like it's just these two dudes dancing, and it says this many days till Star Wars comes mm-hmm. out. You know, nice. that's just updated like all the time. It's that's the funny. one thing I'm looking forward to. You know, aside from the fact that the new Avengers is coming out, I'm really looking forward to the next chapter in the story. Uh, there's probably like a 99% chance of the new movie coming out. They're going to preview the new Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Disney owns both Marvel now, or at least Marvel uh, sure. the studios, the mm-hmm. movies. And uh, they're also going to be marketing their Star Wars movie. That'd be the absolute perfect time. But uh, l- let's talk a little bit uh, about the Avengers here. Uh, this brand new movie, it's coming out. It's called The Age of Ultron, which I believe it's actually named after one of the uh, the arcs from the Avengers series. And uh, there are going to be some major changes, but this most recent trailer dropped some major bombshells. Uh, one, we're finally starting to see the team in action. Yes. And that's probably my favorite thing about the brand new trailer is there's a lot of really great shots of the team together, working together. If you guys remember that shot from the very first movie when they're at the city at the very end, the I call it the classic Avenger shot at this point. The spin-around shot? Where they do shot? the spin-around shot. Yeah, the spin-around shot. All the characters shot, yeah. posing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really sort of like taking that concept and blowing it up for the new movie. And there's a lot of great shots where they're all jumping out of this Jeep at the same time mm-hmm. in this big snowy setting, fighting what I'm guessing is against uh, Hydra agents. Because uh, that's still another element. Hail Hydra. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not just going to be uh, Ultron who's trying to uh, destroy the human race, but Hydra's also going to be working behind the scenes. And this is, of course, set up for more uh, Marvel movies in the future. But the thing that really uh, stuck out to me the most is the character that they teased at the very end of the trailer, mm-hmm. who has barely been shown at all. And that's a character in the comics who's known as the Vision. Yes. And uh, he's a character who's actually been around in Marvel Comics, uh, I believe, even as long since the 40s. And then yeah. they uh, reinvented him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're reinventing him kind of again in this movie. You know, he's still going to be an android character. But uh, I think he is going to have some connections to uh, Iron Man's butler, Jarvis, who in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as opposed to the comics, is uh, actually a living AI. And it almost seems like that AI is going to take control of the Vision, but luckily in the trailer, they don't show him in full. They're still trying to keep it kind of mysterious. Kind we of basically see super close up of his face. Um, yeah, but yeah. I love the fact that they're staying true to it, and you know he still has like the red face, he has mm-hmm. the green, he even has the gem mm-hmm. on his forehead. And the biggest talk from the trailer this week is that maybe the gem on his head is somehow related to the ones with the Infinity Gauntlet, which is just more build-up for the oh, big Infinity War movies, yeah. which are coming up which involved Thanos. All I know is I'm excited for that trailer. Christian, do you have a favorite moment from it? Uh, I always like anything to do with Hulkbuster armor. So mm-hmm. we got to see a little bit more of that fight, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which was really awesome. And I'm glad they're bringing that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I really liked the, uh, the parts with Ultron. you actually getting to see him fight mm-hmm. like with Captain America. So I was actually pretty excited about that. But the one thing I'm the most excited about is the scene where you see Captain America and, uh, Tony Stark talking, it looks like they are having an argument on that farm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be some of the biggest precursor moments to Captain America Civil War, right. which I'm actually excited to see that sort of, yeah. you know, take fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny how I'm almost more interested in that than the Ultron fight itself. You know, like I want to see that story play out. Yeah, I mean, like Civil War is like one of the- my opinion one of the the best uh-huh. like storylines as there is which is funny because uh you were mentioning like age of ultron is a name of uh like an event title but it was awful it was really absolutely terrible they see, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I'm like a... it leaves kind of a bad taste in your mouth you're like oh why did you use that name but it's it, it, it's not it doesn't have anything to do with that storyline well that's good i mean i guess it's just really it's just a catchy sounding title it goes sure. really good with ultron it'll be really exactly. great for his yeah. uh yeah. overall introduction but i mean like i'm actually a very casual fan of the comics i actually 
I don't think I've even purchased a Marvel comic book since oh, I believe 1998. <laughs> I, I feel I, really bad, but I still I still buy a comics occasionally. I'm really into the new IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is a, a great series, um, and that sort of like brought me back into comic books again. Plus, all these new movies are coming out. Like I, I've been this close to buying like all the Marvel omnibus and all those books again, just because I really want to experience those stories, especially before they go through this. Huge reboot, which apparently is about to happen. I'm sure that you probably know about that in the Marvel universe, yep. and you know I don't even know what to expect. Uh, it's it's I think it's more of a, a more of a merger. I guess mm-hmm. it's not really like a reboot like the New Fifty Two was with the with DC. Uh, they're basically kind of getting all their universes, and they're just like uh, I think they they use the analogy of getting two pizzas and putting them together, and then pulling it apart, and then whatever's left. On one pizza, that's what's the, what's going to be there. It's kind of the timeline they're going to go down. Yeah, which is pretty much the joke that we would make is just like you just ruined two pizzas, uh, <laughs> perfectly good pizzas. But <laughs> um, so it's, now there's mushrooms on this one. Yeah, I know, I right? Like, like what? You know, I mean, pizza sandwich, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's uh, uh, yeah. So that's what they're kind of doing. Um, so like we don't. Uh, usually, I don't know. It's like the the events most of the time is just like they're they're cash cows kind of thing. They're they're mostly the I would call them the like they're they're like the Bud Light of comic books. Uh-huh. And then usually, what's great is the aftermath of what happens from that. You know, is well, what it's makes a lot the books good. Taking your beer analogy to step further, like maybe you get into beer through yeah. Bud Light, but then yeah, if yeah. you actually care about beer, sure, you go into those little yeah, yeah. craft beers over right. here. You know, that were right. spawned from yeah. someone that had Bud Light one exactly. time. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So it's kind of like that too. And there's so many, uh, that's again, why the Marvel universe is so deep. You can just like pick little avenues to go down. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like even Deadpool, he's has a lot of development in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Deadpool or I read Deadpool uh, kills the Marvel universe. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was like a cool little universe all on its own. Mm -hmm. And they even say the word universes. They're like, yeah, this is this universe where this happens. And like, they almost like, you just see the whole inner workings of it. Mm -hmm. Like they don't mind showing you that. Yeah. Like you, you don't, there, there's there's avenues that you can go where you don't have to get you don't have to read everything mm-hmm. uh you know like um, most of the time you know you can probably get away with you know just reading a wikipedia page and that kind of thing yeah and uh but uh we 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 and then like you know that's what we do on our podcast we try to let you know it's like yeah this isn't like if you like this character then you know get it or uh-huh. uh, but if you don't it's like a must have yeah. for fans yeah but casual like, readers like, yeah. don't need it like I, I yeah or like uh, you'll need to read this book Otherwise, you'll be confused if you read this one, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, getting back to the uh, new Avengers, I am super excited about it. And I hope mm-hmm. uh, I hope it gets here soon. May 1st, right? I know. It's just May right 1st. around the corner. It's going to be huge. And not just a couple months after that, you have uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Which is going to be the, uh, the beginning, I believe, of Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. Hopefully, they'll tie that somehow into Ultron's origins because so far there's been no mention that uh, Ant-Man is going to have a role in creating Ultron, which I think that's the way it was originally in the comics. And this time it's going to be Tony Stark doing it, which I'm I'm one of those people Mm -hmm. too. Like I don't really mind when they make changes like that because it does make sense. It does seem like something that Tony Stark would be able to create and do. And uh, I'm able to accept that they are their own universes, but that's probably one of the other reasons too. It's keeping me from buying the comics because uh, you know keeping up again with the continuity when you like recommend yeah. certain ones. I'm one of those like OCD people where like if I get like issue one, I have to get the rest. 
you know, and I just I have to have every yeah. single one. Mm-hmm. And considering there are so many multiple universes and continuities, it's really hard to keep up with that yeah. stuff. It can be really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But that's what I. That's why I'm kind of excited for the Marvel uh, reboot that's coming up because it might actually allow me to get like a jumping point, like jump in and maybe start collecting at this sure. point yeah. and start reading about my favorite characters again. Yeah. I'm excited about Ant-Man, but for some reason, I think Ant-Man has the strongest possibility of sucking versus everything else coming out for some reason. Yeah. Like, it's just a completely random sort of direction, because I don't know much about Ant-Man, and maybe he is super cool, but I just find... Uh, He's not. <laughs> uh, no, I'm Sorry, Ant-Man fans, but... Uh, yeah. I just don't find him to be all that interesting, a guy that can shrink and he's strong. Yeah. Um, but Paul Rudd's really funny, so I think if anyone yeah. can breathe some life into that role. Right. But that's probably what people thought with Ryan Reynolds and Green Lantern, and look where that turned out. Right. And so you can't just throw a cool character in, like a cool personality in the costume, and expect it to do all the heavy lifting. But I think Paul Rudd could do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, he obviously, works 80% of the time, all the time. Even we're joking about the fact that Ant Man's not exactly the most serious of superheroes, and maybe that's why. Paul Rudd is kind of a perfect choice for that character because he himself has been in a lot of comedic roles and he might be able to bring a lot of good comedic timing to that character who, mm-hmm. you know, even after seeing that trailer for the first time, they made it seem real dark at the beginning. But by the end of it, I was laughing, especially when he's like, can we change the name yeah. of Ant-Man? <laughs> you know, it, it kind of goes in that vein. But uh, it, it's funny because they are going to have to do something special with Ant-Man because I was watching a review the other day. Uh, this guy called the Blockbuster Buster. Uh, he reviews a lot of superhero stuff, and he was reviewing this Marvel cartoon called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and yeah. he was reviewing the whole show, like mm-hmm. doing all the characters and everything, and when he got to Ant-Man, he had nothing but negatives to say about the character, <laughs> and I love that he's like, what is special about Ant-Man? Every other member of the Avengers can do it. He does, you know, just in, in a much better way. He's basically just there to be there and fill a spot. So I'm really hoping that uh, Marvel movie is going to bring some attention to the character and hopefully make him a little more popular because I do like the concept of a character who can shrink and grow and everything. I think that is pretty cool. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's a uh, well, uh, you know, and the the Hank Pym or like the Ant Man that you're used to seeing or that you see in cartoons and comic books that's Hank Pym, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and uh, Paul Rudd's going to be Scott Lang, which mm-hmm. is he's gonna another be the, a different the second Ant-Man. generation, right? Ant-Man. And then like yeah, yeah. I mean, given that Ant Man's probably like. Probably really low on my my list of favorite Avengers, uh, but they made a talking raccoon and a giant tree work. That's true. <laughs> so, they made them work well. Guardians yeah. was something special. Yeah, and then so like yeah. I I kind of like I'll believe it when I see it when they if they mess it up. Mm-hmm. I I think they're they're in good hands. Like I have my faith in them. Yeah, like basically. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, again, Avengers. You had all those films building up to it. So right. there's a lot of like already hype and momentum to make it good. Right. Uh, and of course, it takes hard work to make a film that good. But like Guardians of the Galaxy came out of nowhere with yep. no backup and just owned it. Like, yes. It was so good. Yeah. So, they, so could, good. they could make Ant-Man that good. Yeah. But in theory, I find his power is very stupid, kind of like Mr. Fantastic. It's just none of it interests me at all. <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, get that character off screen. <laughs> Give me someone that can shoot lasers and has super strength instead. <laughs> so, yeah. We need some explosions. We don't need this little guy here all the yeah, time. Yeah, this guy that can shrink. He can punch me, punch you in the ankle worse than anyone. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so. And uh, yeah, and and Hank Pym in the in the comics, he's he's a bit of a douchebag. Um, well, he's not a very likable character. <laughs> well, there you go. But I guess that's why he doesn't have uh, uh, all that much. Like I I just don't remember any lines from Ant Man that blew me away. Uh, nothing really. I mean, and Hank, I believe, is being played by Michael Douglas. Yes. So I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to that role. I'm really interested to see if they're actually going to get him 
in like spandex or something. I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> that'll, that'll be, be all CG, dude. Yeah, that'll muscle be, suit. Yeah, muscle <laughs> chances are with that guy. But uh, I'm really excited for this. Uh, this brand new Avengers trailer has got me really hyped. It's got a lot of new footage in it, some old uh, footage, and uh, there's definitely some teasers in there for those who want to find it. But uh, for those who want to be surprised by the movie, I would recommend uh, skipping it because there is some pretty cool scenes in there, like uh, the Hulk. And uh, Iron Man fighting, like yep. that's one of those scenes. Like I-, I was watching the trailer and I was like, excited, but I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't seen that because yeah. if I was yeah. in a theater and I saw that, I would literally like say something out loud. You'd like, be like, oh awesome yeah, it like it, it would have gotten <laughs> me really like, pumped yeah. up. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, but uh, let's move away from that and let's go to the land of the rising sun. It's anime time. Woo. Uh, in particular, we're going to be talking about some brand new shows that are starting up uh, this spring season. Because I'm going to look at Corey's going computer, to be and you a, can look at this, so you can okay. read along. And there are going to be a uh, lot of go. them. And uh, Viet, I know that uh, you're uh, kind of a casual fan of anime. We talked before, you said you're a big fan of Attack on Titan. Yes, um, which is but hopefully, great. Uh, some of the shows we're talking about today, maybe you'll uh, decide to check them out, because there are going to be some really cool ones. Um, obviously, we're Super Kami Guru 9000. We like action anime. That's okay. like the thing we, we like focus explosions, on a lot. Dragon Ball Z-centric um, style. And yeah, we, we yeah, always look for that type of stuff. And luckily, this season, there's going to be a lot of shows like that. The one that I'm looking forward to the most is called Ninja Slayer. And it's basically sort of like a callback to those classic 80s anime you saw. Like, the kind when you were younger. You went to Blockbuster Video. You wanted to rent an anime. And they only had the super mega violent ones on the shelves that you should not be watching. Yet your parents allowed you to take them home, watch them, and it would blow your mind. And that's what uh, <laughs> they're kind of doing with Ninja Slayer. And the th- reason I'm really excited for this show is because it's being done by Studio Trigger. Yes. And if you guys are in the anime world, you know that Studio Trigger has made some groundbreaking shows such as uh, Gurren Lagann, the greatest robot mecha show of all time, and Kill La Kill, which is basically like the ultimate parody of Magical Girl shows and Sailor Moon. And they're known for their extreme art styles and bombastic animation, and they're doing a show now which is going to be really dark and really gritty and extremely stylized, almost 80s way, and uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to see it. That, uh, as soon as you said Studio Trigger... Uh, again, I don't know if you've ever seen either of those shows, uh, mm-hmm. Gurren Lagann or Kill La Kill, but they're both just like bleed style. Every character is interesting. Even the like the side characters that aren't powerful enough to actually do anything in the combat right. that the yeah, yeah. characters run into. They're all just like interesting all the way through. And uh, they can just tell a hell of a story on mm-hmm. top of all that. So um, I really hope that this is good. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have no doubts in my mind that this is going to be really good. <laughs> Ninja's good. Yeah, exactly. Slain, good. Yes. Ninja, <laughs> Slain, anime. It just it works. And the thing that's really good uh, about this show, I think, is that the premise itself is really simple at this point. It's really just it takes place in this like cyberpunk city. And it's going to involve this one guy who goes, oddly enough, by the name of Ninja Slayer. Which is already the the most metal name ever. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) the character design is awesome. He's this red ninja. The image I'm looking at now, he's standing in the rain. There's bodies all around him. And it just looks so atmospherically fun. This is going to be one of those, like, you just watch for the fun. Maybe not so much for the story, but one that I think I'm looking forward to the most just for the animation's sake. Well, any time Studio Trigger comes out with something new, I'm going to watch it. So Mm -hmm. what else we got? Uh, that's just the uh, the beginning. That, There's uh, one other show that is. Are these these are kind of like our must watches that we're gonna be mm-hmm. watching this and, uh, uh, next again? Season. If you guys uh, are listening today, uh, if you have any suggestions for shows that you do want us to look mm-hmm. at, please tell us in the comment section below because uh, we're gonna be looking at a lot of these shows. But uh, another one is called Kekai Senshin, and uh, this show is actually from the creator of Trigun. 
which really? is a very popular That's anime awesome. from the uh, mid-90s. It's based on a manga series, um, kind of like a uh, gunslinger western set in the future. I have, uh, I've seen Trigun. Oh, Trigun's yeah. very good. It's a it's a classic. It aired on and Toonami back Much in the deeper days. than you thought it was when you first start watching it. it Surprisingly has, so. Yeah, has a lot more going um, on. And this show right here um, is going to be very similar to that. It's, uh, it's done by Bones Animation, who's worked on Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and all I can really say about this show is I don't know anything about it. Well, just the fact that it's from the creator of Trigun, and it's something that you know he hasn't done anything in a long time, and he's just got like his own very distinct style. I can't wait to see that. I think the uh, the pedigree alone of that show uh, can't guarantee it, but it definitely sounds like it's going to do good. Mm-hmm. So that's another one we're going to check yeah, out. And there's going to be, uh, from what I've understand, there is going to be like a supernatural element to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to involve like the Earth and the Netherworld, and it's all going to be in New York. So it's going to be in an American city. You think their which... guns, their hands are going to turn into guns? Uh, I have no idea. I don't even know what to take from it. Uh, looking at the character designs, uh, if you look at them, they look a lot like the characters from Trigun uh, right there. They just Is there have that, a guy like... with a giant cross? <laughs> exactly. Machine just... gun? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. This one's going to be a really good one. It starts about, the uh, uh, very beginning of April. What about Duel Masters? Duel Masters, I will be skipping. Uh, <laughs> Duel Masters, I'm sure, is great for the younger crowd. What about uh, Tekiyuku, Tekiyuku 4? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know about that one either. <laughs> um, but one that uh, I think is going to be classic, and uh, I don't even know where they're going with this. This is probably one of the oldest anime franchises of all time. It is Lupin the Third, which oh, really? is a uh, wow. very classic show. Yeah. It's actually going to be the first uh, anime version of this show like since, I believe, the uh, late 80s. Every other time, though, they've done like a Lupin show. It's been like a movie or a special. But uh, Lupin is the story of a... Uh, a French thief and his team who go around the world and uh, they basically just perform these crazy heists and the shenanigans ensue, but it's all done in the style of a 1970s anime, so it's going to have that same like style of uh, music and clothing and everything, and it's just going to make it seem a little more distinct. And just the fact that it's coming back in full anime form, I'm excited because... So it's like Ocean's Eleven meets anime. A little bit like that, yeah, and maybe just a little more fan service thrown in. For oh, okay. Okay, you know? it's got some fan service mm-hmm. in it, yeah. Because, you know, the, the thing about the show, too, is it is kind of a comedy as well. Um, you know, Lupin's not a bad guy, but uh, he performs uh, some serious, like, thiever- thievery all over the world. So uh, I can't wait to see what they're doing with that. But uh, still, a few more other shows uh, that I do want to talk about today. Um, we do have Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. And I want to bring up this show because you guys grilled me. When I did not review this show last season. Uh, because we got a lot of requests from people. They're like, Corey, we know you love action anime. Why are you not watching Fate Stay? It's the greatest action show of all time. I remember reading a lot of those comments, too. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I do. I apologize for not looking at it. I went back and I saw the, the first couple episodes. And damn, mind is blown. The series is fun. So I will say that I am going to take a look at the uh, the next half of the season when that is rolling around. It's just another one I'm looking forward to. And Christian, this is one Ooh, that you have been saying maybe we should give it a shot. And I don't know how to Corey's going to reveal about it yet because we've gotten requests Digimon. for it, but it's just not in my it's not my demographic. It's called Digimon Adventure Try. And what's interesting <laughs> is, about is this, Sailor Moon your your demographic? Corey? It is not okay, and that's probably why I'm going to take a look at this show. But from what I've been told from people, this is not going to be like the other Digimon series, where uh, this one's actually going to be a sequel to the one we watched when we were kids, um, and it's going to involve the same characters. And apparently, it's going to be much darker and more mature. But uh, I'm still going to hold my breath because this is Digimon. They have toys and cards to sell. I don't think it's going to blow me away that much. But I am going to take a look at the uh, the first episode 
of the series. So this is uh, also something we're going to try out this time, and that's going to be uh, reviewing the first episode of a lot of different series. And then whatever you guys respond the most to is probably going to dictate what we continue to review, unless we just really like it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just do it no matter what. But uh, without a doubt, Ninja Slayer and uh, Kekai Senshin, that's the shows that, like, those are guaranteed. Like, yeah, those are... I just have to look at those. And, of course, a few other shows that are uh, continuing on from the winter season, like Assassination Classroom and a few others. I am going to continue reviewing those. But if you guys actually want to uh, check out some of the brand new uh, spring anime seasons, I would recommend going to uh, Anachart. They have uh, all the brand new shows which are starting. They uh, typically have the start date and uh, actually when they're going to air for the first time. Some of them are to be announced. Uh, a lot of them don't even have like trailers yet. But uh, we got to realize some of these things are about a month and a half, two months away. But uh, there it is. Spring 2015 anime season. I'm excited. Remember, guys, tell us what you want us to look at. And uh, we're going to move into one more anime thing this week, which for us, this is like the holy grail of things. Because we're dun, super dun. coming here in 9000. Our whole channel is based around a Dragon Ball Z joke. Yes. And uh, just this week, they released the uh, very first trailer. Or not the very first trailer. The third. But the first uh, the third. nature one for Dragon Ball Z. Fukatsu no F, which is going to feature the revival of the classic villain Frieza, and the this has probably been the most controversial week uh, for this character because they revealed the brand new form of Frieza. Yes, and it's basically just a recolor, which is like a metallic gold form, and the entire fan base is completely divided. And Christian, <laughs> yes, I've been sort of like waiting through that all week, and I, I want your opportunity to address the fans about how you feel about this. Well, I don't mind it because it's very different than. Uh, Frieza's color scheme. Mm-hmm. So then they had to take it to the next level. You know, it, it couldn't just be another blue and purple or whatever, or uh, white and purple or mm-hmm. white and blue, whatever his color scheme is originally. And the other thing is, I think that it is almost like a poetic move to make his final transformation golden, like the Super Saiyan transformation that defeated him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I actually like that. And it, it makes me think that this transformation is a little deeper than I thought. But, um, it, it, but when people say it looks lazy, I understand. It It's just recoloring. You know, it's not that different. Maybe his shoulder pads are a little different or, you know, but uh, I understand. I sympathize with the fans when they say it looks lazy. Gold but I just actually adds like, it. like at least 5,000 more power. Yeah, yeah. Right. He turned so. gold. Okay. He's done. <laughs> Did you ever used to watch Dragon Ball Z back yeah, in the day? Yeah, I loved it. I watched it religiously back awesome. in the uh, back in the day. So. You should be happy to know um over the course of the last couple of years they've been releasing uh, brand new films really? which yeah. are actually sequels oh, to the actual wow. series itself. Okay. And uh, they even bring in brand new characters and uh, this <laughs> one is going to feature the return of Frieza from the uh, the Namek saga and uh, Frieza is going to be more powerful okay. than ever. And it's just going to be earth-shatteringly fun. But uh, I love the trailer because not only did we get to see uh-huh. Frieza's brand new form, but uh, the trailer showed off all of the side characters who it looks like they're not just going to be bench warmers this time. They're, no, they're, they're actually, actually going to be in the action. Yeah, like Frieza brings all of his goons again. Like, oh, okay. If you remember yeah, yeah. the the Namek arc, like right, right. everyone defeating his goons was like everyone got a chance to shine before Goku showed up sure. and had to fight Frieza. Right. So in this, there's all these goons that show up with Frieza with Frieza pretty much his army. So like everyone gets a fight. And yeah, all like the guys? Ginyu yeah, Force yeah. plus random red shirts, as I call them. Right, you know, right. The people that you can just uh, kick kick around and mm-hmm. no one cares. And uh, so it's exciting to know that Krillin's actually going to get a fight in this movie. And okay. So it's Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. Just people that don't have Even golden Master hair. Even Master Roshi. Like, wow. in the trailer, they show him his his shirt is ripped off. He's all buffed up. He's, <laughs> fighting, he's firing Kamehameha. 
and like a hundred soldiers at once. And that's what I'm excited about. Because he's actually Walter White and he's high on meth. And that's why he can do it. <laughs> Explains it all. That's how he's been living for so long. Exactly. But uh, I love it because there's like a thousand soldiers in the trailer, which just seems like way too many. But, you know, for how powerful the uh, the characters from Dragon Ball Z are, it uh, really seems perfect for how it's going to work out. And, and one of the main themes you always see in these Dragon Ball movies are there's the main bad guy and then there's his like henchman under him, a.k.a. Yeah, yeah. Ginyu Force. Or, right. you know, you can you can sub those people in mm-hmm. all throughout all the Dragon Ball movies. Right. And so I think that uh, those are going to be some of the most interesting characters as well when we actually get to meet his mm-hmm. minions and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because there is a shot in the trailer. It's real brief. I mentioned this in the uh, trailer discussion video. Um, and it's funny you mentioned the Ginyu Force because Frieza is coming back in this movie. Uh, the Ginyu Force is not, uh, which I do think is kind of a missed opportunity. I'd love to see those guys come back and do more yeah. poses. Um, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy knows what's up. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the trailer, there are these new characters who are not wearing like the typical Saiyan battle armor. It's yeah. green and black. And there's that one character. It has who, like a uh, gym looking symbol or like mm-hmm. a, it's more uh, like angled. It's not like a big circle. Like mm-hmm. it used to be. It's like a more like modern stylized yeah. version uh, that we saw from the original show. But uh, there's that one new character who's like that one big red-looking devil guy, and he's punching Vegeta. And that leads me to believe that they're going to be like more of the higher-ups or maybe like the brand-new next-generation Ginyu Force. He's the, which uh, I think would be great. Uh, what was that guy that could spit on people in the Boo Saga? It was uh, Deborah. Deborah. He's, Deborah, he's the, the same... lord of the demon world. Yeah, he's a, a Deborah race, you know, kind of like that. He did look like Satan, though. He looks like a red guy with horns and stuff. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It looks looking. like the guy from, uh, I think it was the, the movie called Legend. I think back in the uh, 80s with Tom, I think it was Tom Cruise. Uh, I think that's what it was. Tim Curry playing the big devil. I hate when I bring up legend because uh, everybody just looks. Oh, yeah, why don't we just go with the devil from Tenacious D instead? Yeah, there let's we go. go with the, that. That's yeah, yeah. much. In the, uh, that's the drummer from uh, Nirvana. It is, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, what else, what other bands is he in? He has that other big band. Uh, you know, if David Grohl. Yeah, David Grohl. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's Whatever. Satan. That's Satan. There you go. Satan. But not in Dragon Ball. Yeah. All right. So safe to to say you're pretty much okay with Frieza's form. I'm okay with Frieza's form. Just fucking release the movie. Let me watch it. That's what I say. You got to remember, guys, this is Dragon Ball Z. It's not Shakespeare. We're just meant to go in, watch some cool fights, and that's it. Everyone uh, screams, powers up, and then we go home. Yes. That's the way it uh, needs to be. But I'm excited for the movie. You know, I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. That's kind of what started my love of uh, Dragon Ball Z and anime in the Uh first place. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for that. But uh, that's it. That's all the anime news we have this week. But now we're going to talk to Viet Nguyen right here and his awesome comedy. Uh, before that, uh, I did see that uh, I was I was huge into Initial D. Initial yeah. really the racing yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. Take, taking In you college, back. Show, yeah, you yeah. I I I missed I missed meals like watching just like straight <laughs> Initial D. But then it got to a point where we're just like okay. Like, what is that one thing that he's going to do in order to win? <laughs> and he's like, because my brother was, like, hardcore into, like, racing and everything, too. So it was just like, well, oh, yeah. I've never actually seen that show. So it's Initial just about D's racing. It's pretty exciting. It's, it's, I don't know why. It's just, like, it's just, like, super fun and you just get caught into the game. Is it kind of like Redline or is it nothing like that? Oh, it's it's, it's not, like, it's more realistic. Oh, okay. Um, it's definitely not like Redline. Redline is an amazing uh, movie if you've never seen it. Okay. It's a racing movie about, yeah, yeah. like, all these different characters that race around on this planet. It, right and there's like a lot of subplots like the government uh, mm-hmm. that's hosting the race okay it has like its own problems with yeah. the planet that they're racing on and, right and each character is pretty well defined and they're all in like hover 
hover cars or I don't even yeah, know how to describe it. It, yeah. it is. It's almost impossible to describe. What's fun yeah. about that movie is there's like a group of people, like all the racers have like these futuristic hover cars and the one guy who's like the lead is using the only one that actually has like an engine in it. He's and using like, like an, with an wheels. Old okay, car. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just uh, it, it's just set up for a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's yeah, I forgot about exciting. Initial D though. I didn't even realize that I think it's the first time they've done an Initial D in a couple of years. Yeah, like I remember like they made it like a live action one and then mm-hmm. like that was like the last one that I've seen. But that usually kills it, yeah. animes. Yeah, live action. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, like it wasn't that good. <laughs> or maybe I was just over it by yeah. that time. But But yeah, yeah so uh Viet, I'd really like to ask you about I guess some stereotypical questions. How you got into comedy, why you like it, what keeps you there? Um, I, I've always been a fan of, uh-huh. of comedy and I, I went and saw Dave Chappelle, uh, at, and then I just, awesome. yeah, I saw Dave Guess Chappelle I got raped. at the tabernacle. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was just amazing. And all I could, uh, I was with one of my best friends uh-huh. and she, uh, I pretty much was like, you know, I would love to do that, but I am too, you know, too scared uh-huh. to do it, you know? Uh, so, uh, just, uh, later on my, my friend just decided to, Pulled some money and got me like a workshop class uh-huh. uh, to go take it, and it was like a birthday present. And yeah, since I and I performed in front of like basically my friends and family and everybody else in my class's friends and family, mm-hmm. and I just kind of got hooked after that. Oh, cool! So you just been going back? Like, how often do you say you perform? Um, probably at least like once or twice a week, if not. And but then you like think that's a, what it takes to stay sharp. Uh, in the beginning, it's just any time you just can. Just get stage time. Just yeah. get out there. Yeah. I mean, it's always just like doing five-minute sets, three-minute sets, uh-huh. until you just build up. You know, you just keep building and keep working at it. Because at first, you just need to you need to just get over talking to different people. Uh-huh. And then you just need to get over, like, stage fright and just – or just getting used to dealing with different kinds of crowds. You know, because you, know, uh-huh. you have, like, uh, you have like your bar crowds. You have your comedy club crowds. You have your – you know, like, there's just, like – just so you can just be diverse. Interesting. And be able yeah. To think of- I guess you never think about that. Uh, but I guess if you're in front of an audience, what your audience is really matters. It's yes. A, it's a dynamic that no one probably considers unless you're going up in front of people all the time. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like um, they say, like uh, like comedy is probably more like eighty percent like likability and uh-huh. then twenty percent actual material. So like oh, okay. the the key is just getting the audience to like you, and once they like you, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like you can say whatever you want. Once you, you get them on your side, dirty. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of just like with friends and stuff. You know, like uh, like if I don't know you and you make like you make some racial slurs at at me yeah, you know yeah. like i'm gonna be pissed but you, you have know, no reference yeah if you know if you uh my analogy was like you you have to build the foundation before you start hacking away at it <laughs> you know so like yeah, yeah. which is pretty much you know the way comedy is who's that big comedian that uh uh has like this is such a vague thing he was big like in uh, like 2009 his first name was dan dan or uh not dan uh he was in he's, he started becoming a movie star and did all those movies and then sort of disappeared no idea who you're talking uh, about. Dane Cook? Dane Cook. Yeah, okay. Dane Cook. And he has such an explosive personality. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily... I'm not saying he's not funny. It's just not the comedian I would seek out if I wanted to watch comedy. Yeah. But, like you said, 80% personality. Right. right. He just comes out with, bah! Yeah, you know, yeah. And, like, and that's like, why he... You know, I agree. I'm I'm not a... I don't hate the guy. I don't, I don't hate either. his comedy either. 
But because he's been able to project himself to the audience so much, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. They'll eat it up yeah. every single time. And just because of his, like like you said, his energy. Yeah. He's never stopped constantly moving yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah just, you know, uh, you know he, there are people that like him, <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, like, and then if you sort of like kind of like, I, I really liked him in the beginning, but then after a while, like I started who are like, your like seeing his comedy? Stuff. Do you have like a, an influence? Like what what style of comedy do you do? Um, like uh, like I mean I I'm more just kind of just talk about like just kind of random like jokes in my life, uh, you know, just like, like uh, observational humor. Yeah, very kind of observational. Like I talk about uh uh you know like I was being Asian growing up in the South. Um, you know I've been you know I've been exposing myself to a lot of nerd nerd geek type thing so i've been writing stuff about that uh talk about uh you know just kind of lo- more stuff in my life uh-huh yeah kind of thing and uh, but the the people that i really like I, I like the angry ranters um because i can't really do that um like bill burr is mm-hmm. a guy bill that, burr uh, might yeah. be the best comedian yes that's alive right now yes you know he's yeah. really good bill burr <laughs> is amazing and like you know guys like like yeah him and louis ck of course yep. Yep. is uh amazing and the fact that he writes a new 90 minutes every year. Is I was going to actually see that question, that sort of thing that he does where he throws away his material every yeah. year and comes up with but a of course new he's, hour. He's been doing it for 20 something years. So it's yeah. just like, but I had to keep reminding myself that, you know, just like where I don't beat myself up that yeah. I'm, having, I'm not writing 90 minutes. You know, I year. listen to a lot of like comedy podcasts, like the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. And, uh, like a lot of the people that are comedians that come on his show say the first five years, the first 10 years are just figuring out how to be a comedian, right? How to get past all the fears and sure. then gain, gain your voice and right. understand your perspective and right. not stop trying to rip off other people on accident because you're seeing what's working for them. And you try mm-hmm. to shove it into your act when you should really just be developing yourself. Right. You know, just getting past all that takes like 10 years sometimes. Yeah. And so Most of the time, and that's, that's also mimicked in a lot of ways in life. Like, we're pretty good at doing YouTube videos, but imagine how much better we're going to be. Like we're like four years in, imagine how good we'd be in 10 years. You know, like I feel like you almost have to do things for a few years to even figure out if you're good at them. Right. You know, like the beginning uh, there's, you don't have any perspective on what you're even doing. Probably. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's that whole, uh, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell, like where he says like, you know, yet if you do anything, if you put in 10,000 hours into anything, you know, like that's, you should be an expert. <laughs> yeah. People ask me all the time with my camera work. They're like, how'd you get so good? I'm like, well, I wanted to do this. I watched a lot of YouTube videos to figure it out. And right. then I put in 10,000 hours. Yeah. So start putting in your hours because yeah. you're not going to get anywhere. If put you in don't, the work. Yeah. yeah. Unless you put in the work. And, yeah. And it, and it sounds really lame and cliche, but just like uh, the first step into doing it is to do it. I would really, <laughs> I'd really, I've always told Corey, I'd love to do stand up comedy or at least like go to an open mic and, yeah. you know, uh, absolutely. But I'm, paranoid and terrified yeah Which, th- that's a battle in and of itself just <laughs> getting up on stage yeah i mean and then that's yeah that's the hard thing um i guess like the uh well for for one thing like nobody does well really yeah i mean like you the know first time? uh yeah nobody like or i mean luckily i was like i performed in front of a bunch like the the class is expensive and probably not really worth it because uh-huh. um, uh like you can get the same thing from your from an, just going to an open mic, mm-hmm. but if you go to an open mic, you know, or if you go if you do the class, you're at least performing in front of your friends and family, and they want to see you do well. You know, they're so there like, to cheer yeah, you on. They're there to cheer you on. So yeah. then, like, I, my first experience was just you know like was good and mm-hmm. warming. But then, 
the open mic after that. <laughs> Not so good. I think but, uh, Louis C.K. says, eat a bag of dicks yeah. on stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, many, many dicks in the bag. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, but like my advice, if you were ever to do it, is to just, just start hanging out at open mic nights. Uh, kind for, of start and absorb the whole yeah, cult- just, culture. Just, yeah, get the, uh, yeah, you know, and then even talk to the comedians, say that maybe you're interested in it. And eventually, like, if you, if you go there enough and you just get comfortable in the environment and then you just you'll eventually you'll either get the itch to do it finally uh-huh. and uh and then you know and then go and do it then and mm-hmm. then you'll be more comfortable it, it seems like a journey i'd like to try one day but uh uh you know maybe later <laughs> and yeah you know, and then most of the time it's an open mic you're probably just in front of comedians anyways and like it's it's not gonna make or break your career <laughs> oh no, no. It, it, it's a training ground yeah it's, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. place for new you're, things no one no one at least in like some coffee shop is there's not gonna be like yeah. some, uh, you know, there's not going to be a, an executive from Comedy Central uh-huh. is not going to be there. So. Yeah. And and along with uh, comedy, you also build figures and yes. you have one here today. You can hold it up towards that camera. Yeah. You have a Captain America minion. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> and we'll also uh, link oh in the video description to where you can see your uh, like uh, portfolio of things you've created so yes. make sure to get us that link mm-hmm. and we'll put it there oh and, uh, i forgot to mention that uh they're also pens you can uh you can uh decapitate them if I'm you want i'm glad you didn't show me that and beforehand that, that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yep. that is wow great. they it's are pens so, yeah telescoping pens right telescoping so, pens. That's great for awesome. your office or whatever but that is cool that would be very cool if you made a Mr. Fantastic, because then it would make I sense. I did make a Mr. Fantastic. Oh, okay. There we I, go. Like, I, I, I still haven't done it, but I want to make some Mortal Kombat ones, you know, like, oh, yeah. like a Sub-Zero one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, with the spine. Yeah, like fighting a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Well, where did the, uh, the inspiration uh, behind this come from? Um, basically, like, I, I make regular custom action figures, mm-hmm. uh, which... Uh, which are like mostly uh, like the six inch scale, like the and the, or the GI Joe scale mm-hmm. stuff, uh, but it's 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 not something I can make a whole. I can make a huge inventory of, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they're plus they're like a little more on the high side, like uh, probably like hundred two hundred dollars usually that I have to charge because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that go into them. Uh, so I needed to make something that was like uh, more on the lower end that I can mm-hmm. sell like at conventions and stuff, and that's where uh, I see you know I know the minions are popular. I, I like the minions personally, and then mm-hmm. I saw pictures of people doing like mashups of you know like Captain America minion. Minions kind of are thing. almost like imprintable on anything. Like, exactly, you can just like yeah, yeah. Throw you just throw Batman movie. on on you know Batman costume on a minion or whatever, right? Yeah. So uh, and then basically all I did was research uh i just looked for something that was pill shaped like so i can work off of that uh-huh. and then so i and then i found these like vitamin pens and okay. then so from there and then i just sculpted and then yeah i just kept on making so, so like you go to a convention you get a booth and you come there with like 50 of these things yeah okay pretty much and then like i'll sit there and i'll take commissions uh-huh. sometimes and so uh i can maybe get like three or four uh, in like a weekend. And How would someone hit you up? Say, okay, I want a, I want a whole cast of the Avengers in minion form. How would they hit you up? And uh, that? yeah, they can just email me uh comedianviet.com. Okay. Uh, and then go. there's my email right there. Just a comedianviet at gmail.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, you, you guys have a, uh, do you have a weirdest commission you've ever gotten from minion? Uh, 50 shades see. of gray. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's probably something. Emphasis on the yet. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's coming. Um, uh, yeah, just like just some random uh, or I think probably the weirdest thing is that 
the fact that I make custom minions, somebody just wanted me to make them like a regular minion. <laughs> like I was just like, you, you know, know I can make like anything, right? Yeah. Like like I can put a min anything into a minion, and you can like you can get these at the store. <laughs> they already <laughs> like, make the regular for cheaper one. than mine. I was like, I'll take your money, but <laughs> you know, like you can. Um, yeah, then like just like something like I want a minion in like a ladybug costume, and I'm like, what are your fetishes? <laughs> you know, like, ladybug you know, minions. Like, yeah. So uh, that's yeah, awesome. Just... So uh, and also like, what are some of the regular figures? Because uh, I knew you. Uh, actually, speaking about how we know each other, we were working on a 48 hour film together, right. mm-hmm. and you had a background acting role, and you were also just helping out on the film's production. Yeah. Uh, before between our mutual friend Paul Jenkins, who's right. uh, Pretty well-known writer in the comic book world. Yes. And you would know more about that than I would. Is he really well-known? Yes. Yeah, okay, so he's, he's a big deal. He's a big deal, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's a really cool guy, and so we met through him, and you told me you were a comedian and a uh, figure maker, but yeah. that back then you were doing more of the custom figures, like like full size. Or, yeah, yeah. So, or mm-hmm. how would you define those? Yeah, yeah, just like the, just like, I guess, uh, yeah, just the full-scale uh, yeah. action figures. What have you made? Uh all kinds of stuff. Um, lots of Marvel stuff. Like it, it just kind of just started off where uh, I I got out of college and I got in it. I had an engineering salary uh-huh. and I had money, a ton of disposable income, and so I just started. And they made these like awesome Marvel Legends mm-hmm. action figures. They weren't like when they were kids, where you know like. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like this have... like you know like you can move their fingers their wrists and 72 turn, like... articulated yeah, yeah, points yeah, yeah. it's just amazing is that the uh the series that uh sometimes they have like the uh individual pieces yeah yeah they have like, the, the build a figure and... pieces yeah. and so you have to buy like some of those stuff mm-hmm. the ones that you don't really care for um but uh yeah so i started making uh i started making my own because one i was like i was tired of waiting for them to make stuff that i wanted mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, I pretty much like I was that addicted <laughs> to yeah. them. And then so I started making my own. And then, uh, you know, and then I was just like, I don't know. I just kind of made them for myself. And I was like, I guess I could post them mm-hmm. online. And then next thing you know, like people started liking them. And I was just like, oh, and started meeting like fellow nerds and uh-huh. things like that. And people were asking me to make them stuff. And that's so, cool. Yeah. So I just been like, yeah. So I made a lot of uh, X Men figures. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, like you Marvel said, DC. You figures. would take like a GI Joe, mm-hmm. and then you would make it a Wolverine, or how would you like? Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I would take an existing figure, uh-huh. uh, as as close as to whatever they want, like body as possible. Shape. Yeah, body shape and everything. And then I would either uh, swap out parts that you know, like I can do that. I have uh, uh, swap out parts from other figures, uh-huh. and then uh, I sculpt over them sometimes and just repaint. So this is not a simple process. No. This is more a very in-depth process. This is yeah. just like take the leg from this figure, put yeah. it on this figure. Yeah, it's not like a Lego thing. Legos. Thing where, yeah, yeah, they're not Legos where you can just kind of just pop. <laughs> sometimes they can be, but <laughs> most of the time they're pretty complicated. But uh-huh. for the most part, it's uh, it, it's, it makes it makes me uh, a little feel a little weird when people come to my house because I have like these boxes of like separated dismembered parts. <laughs> you look like the guy. <laughs> yeah. You look got, like the kid. You're the grown up kid from the first Toy Story. Yes, yeah. I am the villain from the <laughs> Toy Story. Sid. Sid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, either way you look at it or like um, usually what I tell uh, kids so they don't get freaked out uh-huh. is that uh, I'll just like, oh, I also fix them too. So I'm like, I don't know, like Doc McStuffins or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good reference. Yeah. That's great though. And that seems like uh, has that ever been like a large source of income or just something you do for fun on the side? Um, it's probably about like half and half now. Now oh, that wow. I'm full time, 
Okay. Uh, or at least, yeah, with these conventions, like the, I've been selling a lot of the minions. So. Oh, the minions. Yeah. Well, the minions are huge right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then know. like event. Well, actually, I I kind of got into. Do you have an Elsa minion? Because hmm? you know Elsa is the Let It Go. Once uh, I learn how to braid. <laughs> yeah. I'm will, telling you, those are the two you. biggest yes. franchises right now. So Absolutely. if you just combine them, you know, yeah. you can. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely want to do that. Um. It's it's on my list. I just have to learn how to braid. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a YouTube out there that shows yeah, you how yeah, to French braid sure. or something. That's hilarious. The good thing is there's that new Minions movie coming out, too. Yes. Yeah, and the, because of that movie, I'm just like, I think I can ride this for another two years. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, another thing that I've been getting into is um, I, I started like meeting some creator-owned uh comic book creators and stuff that uh that have like their kickstarters and everything with mm-hmm. making their own comics and uh, i worked with a guy uh named vito dosante who uh writes this book called stray okay. which is a really cool book and uh i just liked the way it looked i just happened to meet him at like new york comic-con mm-hmm. and he just goes like i i just said hey i can i can make an action figure of this guy like i really like it and i just went ahead and made it just for the heck of it mm-hmm. and you know i just get i just kind of just charged him for parts or whatever but he promoted the hell out of it like you know stan lee retweeted him and Woo! like you know like so it got like a whole bunch of press from that yeah and then next thing you know i get contacts from a whole bunch of other creator own uh-huh. com you know comic book creators like you know who saw that I made that wanting me to make their their comic uh, book, yeah, yeah. and then, bring the whole series to life. In yeah, some yeah. Ways. yeah, exactly, and which is cool. And then they, like, or some of them actually use my action figures as a reward for their Kickstarter oh, and things like that. And then like, cool. and if their Kickstarter got funded. I know they got money. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so. and the fan base. That's the one thing. Like yeah. I always remember Paul Jenkins. He did like a seventy-five thousand dollars Kickstarter for yeah, some yeah. show, and he pulled it off. Right. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. That is a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that's cool, though. It's almost like uh, your way into the nerd world in some ways. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, a absolutely. lot of people know you because of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I you know, it's just pretty much I'm, I'm just – my whole thing is just trying to get, like, okay, I have comedy. I have action figures. I have the podcast. Like, how can I just put it all – or so get everything to work you off. You also of each said other. that your figures are half of what you do full time. So yeah. you walked away from the engineering thing. Yes, or like, I am full time. Yeah. So you walked away from a safe job yes. to do nerd stuff. Yes. Wow. Pretty much. You are a committed man. Given that. <laughs> now, isn't that let, crazy? In let, some ways, you walked yeah, away from let, engineering. Let me preface that okay. my fiance is a surgeon. <laughs> oh, there so. you go. The honeypot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's kind of my sugar mama at the there moment. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's not a full on. She's still a resident. Not. Uh-huh. Making the big bucks yet, so I I have to keep her happy for yeah, absolutely. You got to make all the minions she wants first. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So I stay home. I stay home. I take care of her with what whatever I need to do, and then mm-hmm. I make minions. Well, that's fine, man. You know what comedy. you're really doing. You're doing what you love, and that's a good thing. At the yeah. end of the day, no one can fault you for that. Yeah, it seems like you're doing what. Might you Might as well give it a shot. You know, I mean, I don't have any. I don't have any like major bills. I don't have any mm-hmm. any kids that I have to pay for. So that I think I Cor- know of. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Corey and I have also kept our as we've gotten older, we've kept our expenses as low as we can because we right. like doing all this fun stuff. But yeah. man, making this studio, this showed me a lot of like how expensive things can get pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so life is uh is better lived with less bills. I yes. completely agree. Yes. That's awesome as though. Simple man. as I'm, possible. I'm very excited about uh, everything you're doing. You seem like you got a good grasp on life and doing everything you love. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, man. Very cool. Very cool. I'm excited about the possibilities of minions. Actually before we go, uh Christian. Yeah. You could have a minion customized. What could it be? Uh, Robocop. 
I knew it. You know, I was thinking this whole time. <laughs> Robocop and Terminator. This entire time. All right. It's going to be at least that Robocop. Can be done. I can already imagine Robocop. I probably want something anime-centric. Probably Goku. Probably yeah. from Dragon Ball. Yeah, Even it's on my super, list. Yeah, just Super like, Saiyan hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big know, angry something. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be really great. Or maybe even like a Gundam minion, I think would be really cool. An I mean, SD Gundam. That, that's the thing about this project of yours is genius. I mean, the possibilities are really exactly like like everyone's just like, have you made this yet? And I'm like, it's on my list. Mm-hmm. And like, so what does a range of a cost for a minion? Um, yeah, these are like I usually do like fifteen dollars uh-huh. for one, and okay. then like two for twenty five, and like. Uh, we got to get some. We got to get them in the studio and have them like on the table absolutely. as people yeah. come in. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. We'll absolutely uh, get some from you. We want to do that. Yeah. I'll give you guys a hook up. Okay, thank you. Nudge, 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 nudge. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Hey, if you guys do end up hitting up, uh, hitting you up for uh, any of your uh, figures or anything like that, make sure and let him know that Super Kami Guru sent you because I want to know if we're actually sending people to this guy. You know, I'd love to know if our fan base is Absolutely. reaching out to you. Yeah. But it seems like you've got your own fan base already. You got big tweets. You got uh, big people tweeting at you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't believe You're Stan Lee retweeted one of your figures. That yeah. is, isn't that like our, the ultimate? Our Stan Lee story isn't as cool. Yeah, we saw well, Stan Lee. Well, he, retw- he retweeted. The, the promotion of the of the the comic. So yes. not exactly me, but no, no, no. Just I, take credit. I was on there. Just take credit. Just take <laughs> yeah. all the Stanley, credit. Mm-hmm. Stanley totally did it. Yeah. We're tight. Never mind. We're tight. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, we uh we met Stanley once. Uh, Corey and I were walking around Dragon Con. Yeah. And Stanley walked right by us in the hall. Okay. And uh I was like, I think I just saw Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. And I turned around because I knew Corey was right behind me. And then there's Corey looking like fucking Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. Like, <laughs> I literally stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like, and just, he was so close to us. It was weird. And we missed our big opportunity to see him. That, that was the, the very first Dragon Con we went to. So that really set a precedent. Like, within five minutes of being there, uh, Stan Lee right there. So, oh, yeah. It that, was pretty insane. That, anything after that is kind of a letdown. Yeah. Just, well, like, did you see Stan Lee? No. Oh. <laughs> you know what we did? We went to talk to Adam West. So that was yeah. Funny. We went nice. to an Adam West convention or panel. Okay. Corey asked Adam West a question and then we went right out and then Stan Lee walked by us. And then later that day, the dude with the big mustache from Mythbusters walked by and gave okay. me a high five. Nice. And I was like, what the fuck? I am in a fantasy world today. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what is this? It's a perfect, yeah, yeah. perfect day. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks It'll for having me. We really appreciate it. And everyone, go check out his stuff in the description box below. We'll put all that in there. And uh, also make sure and like this video. Subscribe to our channel if you have not already. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And if you want to donate, we have a PayPal button. And we also have an Amazon associate link. The way that works, you click on it. It takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy, we get a very small percentage of the total price. And you don't have to pay anything extra. And it helps us out. So use our Amazon link. Bookmark it now. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Powerful Nerdcast. And until next time, out. <laughs>